Jamin Davis going to jail? The Sam Howell tracker in our last practice without pads. This is your daily commander's update here on the 31st of July. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's daily commander's update where we bring you all the content you need to know for your favorite NFL team. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. We're Ref the District. And here for your daily commander's update on the 31st of July, we've got several topics as it is the last practice without pads. Stoner, are you mm-hmm. pumped to get those pads on and see some hitting? That's when training camp starts is when the pads come on because the intensity is ratcheted up. The hitting starts going on. Uh, you start seeing a lot more installation of plays that are not necessarily uh, utilized every day in practice because you got to see how guys are going to, are going to hit, especially in run plays. So yes, the long winded answer to your question is yes. I'm super excited for pads to come on tomorrow. Yeah, offensive line, defensive line actually get to make contact. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a good time. But that's tomorrow's Daily Commanders update. Yep. Today, the biggest news to come out of Ashburn was actually somebody not at practice today, mm-hmm. Stoner. And that was Jamin Davis, who is appealing his decision uh, or the decision that was made on his reckless driving conviction. Yeah. So he... Uh, was caught uh, for reckless driving a class one misdemeanor in Virginia. It is punishable by the way, up to 12 months and $2,500 fine. It is. Uh, The plea agreement that he agreed to Jamin uh, had agreed to was no more than eight days of active incarceration. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, that proposed deal was rejected by the judge, uh, judge Stephen E. Sinkavage uh, of the 20th. Yeah, of the for for judge. Yeah, I'm not not going to judge you, judge, but uh, moving along here for the 20th uh, Judicial Circuit. Now, how big is this in the scheme of things? Or actually, how about this? Let's roll this back a little bit. Stone, okay, because this is something that happened a while back ago. Yeah, and it's kind of been delayed. And some of our uh, some of commanders fans might remember that there was. Uh, an additional kind of incident that Jamin Davis was involved with and a similar kind of speeding car one, that one tragically led to the uh, death of a young lady Mm -hmm. kind of fill us in from that moment going forward for Jamin Davis. I think it's also important, Nathan, that just a few days before the DeShazer Everett incident, three days before the DeShazer Everett incident, Jamin Davis was cited for going uh, for speeding and reckless driving in Virginia as well in December of 2021. Then you had the incident with DeShazer Everett. Now, Jamin Davis was not necessarily directly involved with that, but he was out to dinner with DeShazer and his girlfriend, and they were, him and BSJ were in the car ahead of uh, DeShazer. Then, just three months later, is when this incident that he's dealing with in court where he was going 114 in a 45. That is alarming in itself, right? But what I think is the most alarming is that he was doing this just three months after that accident happened. 
And so he obviously did not learn anything from that incident. And, and I don't know how you don't learn anything from it because you just saw a tragedy take place involving someone you're pretty close to. You were at dinner with them and you still go out and drive 114 and a 45. That's the part that bothers me the most. Now, that was a year, year and a half ago that that took place. And you just simply hope that Jamin has learned from that. I don't know how he didn't learn from three months earlier when, uh, when a death occurred. Yeah. I mean this, so not only that, right. So he got caught by himself speeding. Mm -hmm. Then there's the incident that while he wasn't in the vehicle, he was the car ahead of the vehicle that somebody mm -hmm. lost their life because of reckless speeding and endangerment mm -hmm. and all that. And then he gets caught again. So this is three times in a small period of time. Yeah. And I th this is why I don't think the plea deal sticking. That's right? right. The judge has probably looked at this and gone, dude, you're just not getting it. Like, I don't think eight days is going to be enough. So it, it will be interesting to see how much 12. I don't think it's going to be the full term, right? No. Of the 12, no. 12 months. That's that, that I just don't see happening, but it is probably going to be something a little bit more than those eight days that the plea agreement was before being rejected. I think the judge also had an issue with where this took place. This was, this was not out on an interstate on an open road. This was in an area in the middle of the day. I believe it was right around 1 PM. Might have to check the details on that, but it was in an area where people could have been walking around at any point and 114 that's, insane so they the lawyers go off to the side and they say let's let's just do eight days in jail and the judge says no i'm not going to accept that that's not good enough that's not harsh enough of a penalty you have to come up with something a little bit better or a little bit bigger not necessarily better so then we have to worry about how does this impact what's going to happen to jamin in terms of on the field okay that that part is off the field and you know we can talk about it and we can deal with it but is that going to impact him on the field are they going to do it during the season when he has to go to jail for 2 weeks or whatever it is then that impacts the team and now it becomes a really 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 big story nathan we had gone this whole time since the sale without any sort of drama i'm surprised this drama hasn't gotten bigger yet but i think it will as we get more details on this, but I think Don Geronimo might argue that there wasn't any drama, but it it is true. It is true it's for true. the players or the team itself that mm -hmm. there, there hasn't been, this is the first period of drama and this is kind of still a holdover from before. It will be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah. Washington notably not, doesn't really have an extensive linebacker core. That's right. Cody Barton's listed as your number two. He would be your first one up. Washington also doesn't you know, use their linebackers very often, but you still want to have your best up there. So that way it's, you're not going down to the Milo Eiflers, the, the David Mayo's and those. Mm. So this is where it's going to be kind of interesting and, and where the team's direction, they were very swift to address the John Geronimo incident. Mm -hmm. Will the team have any, or the NFL have anything to say about this? So, because this is conduct, this falls under the their contracts where they he could be suspended on top of the 
whatever plea agreement does get worked out as yeah. far as the, the team's concerned. Yeah, so. absolutely. As soon as they end up with whatever the decision is, and I think next week is when they're going back. He has to go back in. Maybe it's the end of this week. It might even be the end of this week. He has to go back in to figure this out. So, yeah, it's going to impact the field on the field for sure. Yeah. Impacting the field, as always, is our man, Cam hmm. Curl. Yeah. He had himself it's, it's, a doozy of an interception. We've got that here for you right now on screen. Uh, he just, I believe the way Pete Haley described it was he shimmied in front of Jahan Dotson there mm -hmm. and ended up uh, intercepting Sam Howell on this one. Excellent just versatility you have from Cam Curl. And we're going to watch it one more time here. As you can just see him just get around and die for this ball. We are huge Cam Curl fans, and seeing this is absolutely not a stunner for us. It is good for us to see this. It's, it's good for Cam Curl to do this second time already during camp, yep. intercepting Sam Howell. How does this play into the contract talks that he is having with the commanders right now? Good for him, not so good for the commanders. Every time he keeps making plays in camp and he – He's uh, balling and showing out. It's more money out of the pockets of the commanders. That's for sure. And and hopefully he gets a nice long-term pay him what he's worth type contract. Don't overpay him. Pay him what he's worth and and keep him here long-term. He is very, very valuable member of this defense. I think he's the best safety of the group. Others seem to really love Defoe. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a Cam Curl guy. I discovered him in his rookie year. <laughs> I was the one that was all over Cam Curl sure, way sure. early in his rookie year. I was watching him making diving, and uh, I love Cam Curl. Yeah, so it wasn't all bad. I love Cam Curl, too. It wasn't all bad for Sam Howell, uh, just to let you know here. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam Howell did have a connection from uh, him to McLaurin, which yep. by all reports, Stoner, yes. people are saying that connection is looking pretty good. But Pete Haley yeah. describes this one beautiful little connection from Hal to McLaurin to cap off a drive with a short touchdown. Hal rolled hard left and picked up a nice block from Gibson to Chase Young and lasered one to Terry, who toe-tapped and then gave an emphatic good ball, boy, to Sam. Yeah. Uh, uh, obviously, this one is without pads, right? We talked about that. This is the last practice without pads. Maybe Chase Young blows up Gibson and blows this whole thing up. Sure. But Gibby being a pass protector running back is also pretty important as the season goes along. Yeah, for sure. And and we talked about this last week on our Daily Commanders update is we don't necessarily hear a whole lot about Terry McLaurin. And it's just because Terry McLaurin does what Terry McLaurin does. Mm -hmm. He's done it his entire career with this organization. He, he stands out in his first year when he was a rookie and we didn't really know what he was capable of. We were like, Oh my goodness, this guy can play. And I think if you remember, they kind of shut him down early in training camp because they didn't want the world to know what they had. That's how good he was in camp, yeah. but he just, all he does is make stellar plays every game, uh, every practice, every day, he just stands out and it's just gets, I think it just gets boring to talk about him because he is so good and he does make plays all the time. Yeah. Makes it easy for Sam Howell. It's, it's, oh, you yeah. know, it's the same reason why you don't hear too much from a Justin Jefferson or mm -hmm. any, any, you know, Waddle or any of those guys, because 
you know, you just expect them to be making who's, plays. Who's so. Waddle? Oh, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my man. I was my man. Stone. Remember Eric Waddle, the defensive player. That's what, <laughs> yeah. that's the first no. thing that came to mind was Eric Waddle. I watched. Like, I watched Eric? a highlight from Waddle earlier, so that's yeah, uh, that's why he was the first one to mind after Jess Jefferson, who I do believe is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Now, uh, it's one of these things, Stoner, mm. that we try to help out with is it's hard to tell what we're getting from Sam Howell, right? It's like, it's what you're reading mostly or seeing tends to be like, maybe you're missing where someone's trying to say he's not good. Uh, and so that kind of vibe, we cut through it. You particularly have a, a keen eye for it. And we have a tracker here, good and not good, because we can't say that he's bad, but maybe he didn't have a good day. Where did Sam Howell land here on the 31st July? You can see that he has two good days, two not good days, which people have said that that your first not good day is in contention. But we're past that. We're here on July 31st. Good day or not good day for Sam Howell? Well, that's okay that people can have contention with with some of these because I had somebody um, reach out and say that, Forbes is not having a stellar camp. So, and we all know Forbes is having a stellar camp. So let's just put it that way. All right, look, the defense is dominating so far, which they should as good a defense as they are. Read between the lines, y'all. Read those those tweets from the beat reporters who are watching and everything. It hasn't been great for Sam Howell. And I don't think today was a very good day for Sam Howell either. Tomorrow they put on pads and hopefully he can uh, the offensive line can get into the defense a little bit better. So I'm gonna have to go with not good day. We're gonna got have that, to go to the got red. That not good pin out. Not Again, good day. That's uh, too good. Too not or three not goods. Yeah. Again, the, the the beat reporters will never say it. They will not say he had a bad day or anything. But the, you can read between the lines. I read between the lines today. We're going not good. All right. There we go. And the janky board system we've got. <laughs> I can uh, get a small white boy. Yeah, I, I love it. I love I love <laughs> the uh old school. Might as well have stone tablets there, Stoner. <laughs> um it's important to note for people who might be a little upset with this or might be starting to get a little shaky. Maybe, maybe they're losing their faith and are are no longer um making sure I have the right one. Maybe they're no longer howlers. Mm. Okay, calm down a little bit. Calm this down. Is still, this is still early. Still early. The defense has the edge at this point in camp. Yep. The offense is still being, this is a new offensive coordinator. This is a, a fresh QB who's having to learn this system. So the offense is going to be behind. And you're going to yep. see some of these growing pains. You're going to see some of these growing pains because Sam House young. This is going to be his first year as a starter as qb1 mm-hmm. so do not hit that panic button Agreed. yet let Agreed. this happen let this play out we still have a lot of preseason left and we'll see as things get uh, going how it'll play out but that's uh that just don't hit that panic button yet we're not still yet. believers here we still need to see more here mm-hmm. but it's it's still too early to tell. 
Washington did welcome a new member stoner mm -hmm. to the crew here, as we'll show you the comings and goings here, the commander's rosters moves, picking up running back Derek Gore. Now the roster's at 90. They had an open spot. Uh, this is where they they filled it is with Derek Gore as running back. Any insight into Gore, not Frank? Not for, is that? Oh man, I'm gonna really show my ignorance. Is that his kid? That's <laughs> that's his kid though, right? Is it? I think it might. I'm, be. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, you, while you look it up, I'm pretty sure that's his kid. But the important thing to know is because remember, I think they wanted to play together at some point when mm -hmm. Frank was getting old. Um, but the thing, the important thing I think is that he's another chief. So. That's again, we they brought over Wiley. They signed uh two receivers from Kansas City, Kemp and Pringle, and now they've brought over Derek Gore. So just as Ron did when he first got here, he brought over all those former Carolina Panthers. Now Eric Bienemy's here and he's bringing over a whole bunch of former Chiefs, mm -hmm. guys he's familiar with, guys he trusts. Former Redskin, by the way. Uh, he was on the Redskins practice squad in 2019. Oh, no kidding? Did mm -hmm. not know that. All right, so they signed him. Did you find out? Is he Frank Gore's kid? I'm not seeing anything not about seeing that. Right. Uh, so, you know, possibly oh, he's 28 years old. But You know what? Frank Gore Jr. is actually Frank Gore's <laughs> kid. So... Uh, I got the wrong special. door, so you're, my bad. You're special, Stoner. So <laughs> special. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's not. Gore, Gore returning to, not Frank Gore, returning back to yeah, the yeah, Redskins here. It is an EB pullback. Mm -hmm. So that is an interesting note. We've seen a couple of those make the rosters. Uh, obviously, players like to, to link themselves to certain coaches because maybe they could make a roster with a coach who's they're familiar with and that, you know, they know the game. So... Do you anticipate not Frank Gore sticking around on this roster? Derek Gore sticking around on this roster? I mean, not once they cut it to 53. No. No, absolutely not. Is there any name that he is going to be here, staying here longer than that might surprise a few of our, our listeners? Mm, do you, are you trying to get me in trouble with EP? Is that what is that? Are you saying? I'm leading up? that way. I'm leading that way. Yeah. 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 I would say yeah, you might be here longer. Stay. Than JFP, Jarrett Patterson. Although Jarrett Patterson is, from all accounts, he's had a very good camp. He's he's had, this is his third camp with Washington. Mm -hmm. he, he's had good camps. So it's not, he's not talentless like some of these end of the roster guys are, relatively speaking. Uh, but he's always just going to be right there on the edge, a practice squad guy, last cuts, you know, the guy who might get in at the end of the year when they're shutting guys down. That's where they are, and that's where Frank or uh, Frank. That's where Derek Gore is as well. All right. Well, that's your comings and goings. We've done the Sam Howe tracker. We're ready for pads here on Ref the District. We hope you are as well. We bring you your daily Commanders update every day, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Wednesday we're live, so catch us there, and we'll give you your update live. You can interact with us, post questions and interact with our other viewers. Always a good time on Wednesday, so be sure to be there. I'm Nathan. That's the Stoner. And until next time, save the speed for the field, Jamin. Be a fan.